World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, welcome to this episode of the podcast, Creepy Podsta. It is episode number 188, um, featuring the same guest as last week. Oh, I'm going to get to introducing the guest this early, huh? Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Welcome back to the show, Hannah Birch. Hello. Uh, it only took 20 seconds to, not even, it was like 15, because I left five oh seconds god. before the... I guess it's Maybe, really like are you 45 to average it out intro. because like last time <laughs> it took like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Me. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah that's uh, fine. So we are going to talk about a creepypasta from No Sleep called Mold Kills by a user named Petricor1814. 1814. Yeah, I don't know what that means or who that is. Let's see if I can find out. Petricor1814, if this is like one of the famous authors, maybe? I don't know. It's really weird because in the comments, somebody's like, oh, mold and fungus are so terrifying. And then the user Petricor1814 responds and says, oh, you should check out The Last of Us. And then the original person responds and says, I'm working on a game of my own called Petricor. What? How did that word possibly come up twice? This is interesting. This uh, this story was written by an autistic teenager. Really? Yeah, a, a girl um, who is 16 now, it looks like, and at the time of the writing, therefore, was like 13 or 14. 14. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that is surprising, because it's yeah. a much better story than you would think a 14-year-old would write. It's better than a lot of the ones I read here. Yeah. I I, I clicked through to the the user and um, one of the things is a uh, I need help in high school post in in r slash Aspergers. Wow, interesting, huh? Yeah. I it's it's then very interesting to think about the subject matter because like this this is another one of these cautionary tale type creepypastas, which is why I brought it. Yeah, um, but it's like very taking it from that perspective it's almost a like retro cautionary tale like a very very extreme example to like understand how wild the genre is if that makes sense yeah yeah it's um it's definitely reads like to me i mentioned before we were recording that it reads like a goosebumps yes that it it definitely feels like maybe counting out the the like actual body count in the story um but knowing that it's like this this i'm like reading a little more from her post she's somewhat of a troubled youngster or was um Hmm. somewhat of a troubled youngster hopefully she's doing better now yeah um and hope so uh and it's it's interesting to to think about this story being um written by someone as an outlet Uh, yeah 
that, like, this person, 15, having a hard time in life, writes, it seems to be her only, um, no-sleep post. Really? Unless she's created another username. She hmm. also hasn't, oh no, she, it looks like she posted something in April. Uh, okay. Is currently 17 and is looking to become an EMT. Huh, that's so cool. So she's doing pretty well. Um, yeah. But it's, it's interesting to go back and see... I feel a little bit like we're doxing this person, but I know that we're not because, like, she, just going through her Reddit user. Yeah, we don't. We, we don't have. We don't have her name. Uh, yeah, at all. and we don't want it. Yeah. So this story, let's actually talk about it. It's called Mold Kills. Yes. And it starts off with uh, relating that every day for lunch, these two kids got. Um, Egg sandwiches from their mom. A fried egg on bread with mayo in a little plastic box. And initially, I thought it was two brothers, but it's a brother and a younger sister. Um, and some, like, they they would want to eat them because their mom would, like, threaten to scold them if they didn't. Um, it says, our mother always kicked our asses when we um, did so, referring to throwing the food away. Um, so, uh, the brother, like, has a sandwich that he forgot about, and he doesn't just throw it away because he feels this guilt, and he just, like, hides it in his closet. And he hides it in his closet for a long time, and it starts to get really smelly in there. I actually did have to read this story. I couldn't listen to it because it was only on a paid episode. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I also read it. Yeah. Um, I looked because sometimes the paid stories get repeated in, like, free gap episodes, like the, the holiday for, break. Yeah. yeah. The, the holiday hiatus in season eight actually is where I listened to The Tall Dog, which is next week's story, because that was also on a paid episode. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. I hate that story. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, I know. Let's focus on mold kills. So, um, they find this moldy smelly sandwich and it makes everything smell and like they they bury it in the backyard because they don't just want to throw it away for some reason but like the smell stays with them it stays on the brother specifically and so he like months later digs up the sandwich and burns it uh and then finally the smell is gone and the narrator mentions um like, that she should have noticed something weird about his behavior, but I didn't notice anything in the story that was weird about his behavior. Um, I didn't either. Yeah, but then, like, he burns the sandwich, she sees him hanging out with a friend, there's no smell anymore, and then the next day he just, like, explodes with mold spores and turns into a mold zombie. Yep. Um, and then is, uh, they just leave. The, the sister and the mom are just like, we're going to go move away now. <laughs> yep. Even though they were too poor to eat anything but white bread with mayonnaise and a single egg on it for lunch, <laughs> they are going to abandon their house and move away. Yeah, okay? pack your bags and move away. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the one only way thing to, to deal do. with your problem. And yeah, this is much more explicitly a cautionary tale saying, check your closets, check your kids' closets. <sighs> eat your food and don't put it somewhere where you'll, f- where you'll forget about it. This is, I realized as I was listening to you, this is the Goosebumps version of Edgar Allan Poe's The Telltale Heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god, it's absolutely The Telltale Sandwich. 
and the cover is just an image of the grotesque sandwich bulging with mold and like yes. the, tendril, the tendrils of mold. Um, and then the what is the blurb on the front? It's gonna oh, be like my gosh. Uh, a sandwich to die for. <laughs> <laughs> or like this sandwich is dot 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 to die for something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm I love it's this. So good. It's better than I ever could have imagined. It's got the like tone and pace and content of a goosebumps. The whole like tone of it is very weird. Like all the characters behave so bizarrely. And I kind of like that even though it's a no-sleep story and you want it to be a little more realistic. I feel like so many of the authors are so bad at writing, like, they attempt realism, but they're bad at it. And yeah. I would much rather have, like, no attempt made at realism and you did a good job of making a bizarre, unsettling, like, Goosebumps dream, dreamlike quality horror story. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the, the fact that we're comparing this to a many time published author's work and saying yeah. that, like, the tone is very similar should speak to how well the story is written, which I actually think it is. Um, I mean, here's the thing about R.L. Stein. He wrote Goosebumps stories in eight days. He would write a Goosebumps book in eight days, like, amazing. from conception to final draft, because because he would literally sit down as his job and write for eight hours a day. What? Eight yeah. hours a day? Yeah, he wrote all of the Goosebumps books. He didn't use ghostwriters for those. Um, no, I knew that was true. He used ghostwriters for some of the spinoffs, like Choose Your Own or like Mega Goosebumps. I think mm. maybe for Fear Street as well, or like some of the Fear Street spinoffs, but Goosebumps for sure, he wrote all 64 original Goosebumps novels on his own. He didn't use ghostwriters, but he sure wrote about ghosts, am I right? Yeah, mm-hmm. He himself was a ghost writer, because... You think it's a ghost? He wrote about them. He's like a... He writes the... Did you ever see the show Ghost Rider when, uh, when you were young? Yeah, that was based on the toy that was an Etch-a-Sketch that what? you had a pen, right? What? No. Uh, was, what? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no. I'm looking it up. Ghost Writer. Ad show. Nope. It's all one word. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is like such a flashback of me. This is on, I think, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching the opening to this television program. Yeah, I had never watched it. Um, wow. Oh, Jeff, how do I send this to you? Where's the chat? I'm not gonna watch it. I knew it was on when I was a child. No, I no, it's a 30 second it. video clip of the intro. Yeah, I don't want watch you to it. watch the entire television program. It was bad. Let me. What is this toy I'm thinking of? Yeah, there was a toy called the Ghost Writer. Uh, I thought that this was a like weird adaptation of it. This show, um, because it's about a ghost that like writes in the air, right? Uh, kind of. The if ghost. If I remember correctly, it was on PBS after Reading yeah. Rainbow. The ghost. So the Ghost was Writer was a slate like the Etch a Sketch, but you would draw on it with like little stamps and a pen. Ah, I see. That makes yep. sense. Yeah, magnets. Everyone loves magnets. Yeah, how do oh, they how do they work? Uh, when two magnets are around, they don't touch on one side. Opposites attract. 
Um, I always have to <laughs> emphasize the T in the phrase ghost writer, because there's also the popular comic book character, Ghost Rider, who is very cool, because he's a skeleton in a leather jacket who rides a motorcycle that's on fire. Oh yeah, I and remember that guy. Also, he's on fire, or his skull is, at least. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, like I like what Ghost Jughead's Rider. ghost is gonna turn into? Jughead's ghost? From Jughead from Riverdale, not real okay. Jughead. Not the hamburgers one, but... Well, I always like to to lay the uh, the love of hamburgers onto the Riverdale Jughead also, because if I remember correctly, there's a scene in, I want to say the second season, it might yeah. have been the first. He was where... seen, he was on camera with a hamburger once in season one, and he was not eating it. No, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm going to say something else. Oh, okay. Which is that Cheryl Blossom gives him a spider pin and says that he can sell it for hamburgers. That's very fun. So- yeah, he, I guess he eats all of his hamburgers off screen in Riverdale because they do make jokes about how much he loves hamburgers. Yeah, we just never see it. We like. I think he might eat a hamburger in season two, but I watched all of season one and he is pictured on screen with a hamburger once. And then there was like a between seasons promo video of Cole Sprouse in costume eating hamburgers lovingly. <laughs> what? Yeah, you that's heard me. Incredible. I that's another show that is like so committed to how bad it is that I mm-hmm. like it a lot. Uh, I want to catch up. I want to find out who the Riverdale slasher is or whatever season two's plot was. What? You're not caught up to that point? No, I watched like three episodes of season two and was like, "Mm, I could watch good shows instead, actually. (laughs) Jeff, season three is about evil Dungeons and Dragons that possesses people. Hell yes. (laughs) It's called Goblins and Gargoyles, or Griffins and Gargoyles, that's what it's called. it's awesome. I'm living for Riverdale adapting the chick-tracked darkest dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's what I need in this life. Yeah, it basically, and then like Betty's mom and sister join a cult, and Betty thinks that they're trying to burn babies alive because she sees them like floating the babies in the air over a fire, and that's like how the plot starts. And it is awesome. It is just like so good in how bad it is. I am yeah. obsessed with it. The third season has been amazing. I think is the third season the one that opens with the murder trial. I, I wouldn't so. know because I didn't watch past the third episode of season. Season two. Yeah, they arrest Archie for murder, oh. which is pretty wild. Spoilers for Riverdale season three. Well, I didn't tell you whether or not anything came of that, whether no, Archie goes true. to jail or not. I'm just I- looking at pictures of Ghost Rider now, the skeleton who's on fire. I forgot that he's on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What? <laughs> yeah, the the they there was a recent uh, reboot in the comics where they made him a Latino teen who drives a souped up hot rod. Um, and the souped up hot rod is on fire instead, and his skull is all shaped weird. And that's the version that they put on Agents of Shield. Um, I did what? see a GIF that at some point, this is spoilers for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., at some point towards the end of Agent Coulson's story, he becomes Ghost Rider for one cool scene. 
Oh, what? He's like, by the way, I'm Ghost Rider, and his skull, his head becomes a skull that's on fire, and then he does something cool, and then, like, dies or something. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, I'm never gonna catch up on that show, either. That's, oh, yep. (laughs) Nobody ever will. I wonder if it's finally ending, if they had, if they ever had to address the status quo of Infinity War or not. Uh... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Anyway, we're talking about Mold Kill still, right? Oh my right? god. <laughs> so did we, did we like this story or not? Yeah, I I like it for what it is, which is a, like Goosebump-style cautionary tale. Mm. I think that the writing fits that very well. I think that all of the details line up in a reasonable way if you're willing to suspend your disbelief enough to like become part of the story. I think it's better than most of the ones that I've read. Yeah, I agree that it's in the, the higher tier of no-sleep stories for me. Uh, I like that it's short. God, I love that it's short. Uh, I love that it's short. Um, <laughs> yeah, I brought you, I brought you three short ones this time instead yeah. of a nightmarishly long nightmare. But usually you stick those on me. Yeah, I, I it's very very nice. I usually stick those. I make you do those because I don't uh, feel bad uh, making <laughs> you do those because you have a lot of time to listen or listen to or read these anyway at your yeah, that's job true. that you have. Yep, um, I'm constantly listening. Listening to podcasts. I never stop listening to podcasts. Yeah. Um, so Mold Kills was fine? Yeah. I mean, most of them are bad. This one I don't think was explicitly bad. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Um, I, I guess scariest part? Mm, I mean, I guess it kind of has to be the, like, she discovers the brother's corpse that's full of mold. Hmm. I really like the... I find spookiness in liminal spaces, and I really like the area where she's not sure where the smell is... Ha- like, what is happening, why the smell is sticking with them. Yeah, that's good, too. I think that's that's pretty spooky, and there's that there's a lot of space to explore there. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like if this were a full-length Goosebumps, there would be, like, two chapters dedicated to, like, trying different fun teen tactics to make him not smell. Yeah. Like, giving and, him a like, bath and prune juice. Or smell. something, yeah. Prune juice, tomato juice. I don't know. Whatever they do on <laughs> on Rugrats when the kids get skunked, they do a yeah. That's tomato juice. Prune Whatever. I was trying to pick a different one. <laughs> Give them a bath in orange juice. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, they God. they would definitely try a bunch of wacky stuff like that, right? In Sun Sunfield Delight. Yeah. That's um, the full name of Sun Eating. Uh, I don't think so. What? No, I made that up. <laughs> oh no! Hold on. Why is it called Sunny Delight? Because it's a delight from the sun, and it's the same color as the sun. I'm making this up. Uh, the sun's like a yeah. I guess it is the same color as the sun. Whoa! Did you know that Sunny D is one word? Yeah, I'm seeing that now. That it's ah. marketed as Sunny D in some regions. Oh all my one word. God! I've never seen that. It's yeah, horrible. All one word is bad. Bad to look at. It's bad. Sunny, 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 sunny D bottles were hidden across the web. What? Yeah, that's what I'm seeing too. <laughs> I love when the web is written, but the is not capitalized, and web is. Uh, there was controversies. Uh, there was, uh, yeah, a time when a four-year-old girl turned orange because she drank too much of it because it's full of beta carotene. <laughs> <laughs> beta carotene makes you turn orange if you have too much of it. Did you did you watch Scrubs when that was on? 
not when it was on, but when it was airing in repeats on Fox 5 at midnight during my freshman year of college. Oh, I love Scrubs very much. And there's an episode where they are aping a house, and the guy comes in who's orange, and they're, like, eating too much bitter carotene turns you yellow, and eating too many tomatoes turns you red, so he must be doing both. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you ever seen the the picture of that weird, like, Colorado politician? He's like a libertarian who took too much colloidal silver and now he's permanently purple. What? Are you kidding me? No, it's real. I'm gonna just Google purple libertarian. Colloidal silver purple man is my selected search term. Yeah, that's <gasps> Colloidal silver. And he died! Purple man. Did he die? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's. There's a picture of a dead guy, but there's also a picture of the alive guy. Man who turned blue after taking silver for skin condition dies. Oh my, why would he wear a blue shirt? Uh, Yeah, Stan Jones of Montana is a libertarian candidate for Senate from 2002 to 2006. I'm looking at a different purple man. No, look at Stan Jones. Um, Jughead he, Jones. Yeah, Jughead Jones. Stan Jones is alive, and he took too much colloidal silver and turned purple. Uh, this has happened to too. And he looks like that forever, because he's some weird libertarian who took too much silver. Argeria? That must be the silver disease. Yeah. <gasps> And, like, there's a picture of him without a beard, and he definitely already took too much, and then there's a picture of him with a beard, and he's way purpler. He kept taking it. There's so many people who turned silver. Why? Blue man syndrome. Yeah, you turn purple from eating too much silver. Uh, 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 this so is I definitely I like a know, white people problem. I, I do know why this is. Um, and if you so silver nitrate is like a reasonably common thing that we have to work with in chemistry. And um, if you get it on yourself, it turns your skin extremely, extremely brown um, in that spot for like many weeks. Wow. So <laughs> it just does it's like silver nitrate photo bleaches and they did this like that was some of the first way that film was developed was using silver nitrate um but then it made the film very explosive <laughs> so Easy come, easy go. But yeah, silver does bad things in the sun. So basically, if you eat silver and then you go in the sun, it will be bad for you. Mm, Yeah. I can't. How much silver is in these people's bodies? (laughs) A lot, I guess. Just so much. Like, if you... I I don't... Is there a treatment for it? Treatment for Archie? No, I think think it's just like that forever. What is it? And is there a character? What is it? I know what it is. Do you? I've seen it. Ah! For some people, the first symptom is gray or brown discoloration of the gums. Ah! Mucus membranes? No! Ah! Please. Ah! Using eye drops or makeup that contains silver can cause localized arteria of the eye. Mm. Ah! Yeah, makes sense. Ah! Arteria has no cure. However, recent trials of laser treatment are proven promising. Jeff! You're in love with this. It's wild. I don't, I don't under, I, how could this happen to someone? (laughs) Like, why, (laughs) you would, I, I can't imagine, 
like taking a supplement and then my gums turn gray and I'm like, this is fine and I should keep taking it. Like, I... Uh, I <laughs> What? Yep. Ah, oh, why did you tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> no I had stop. to. I'll never stop thinking. Well, that. So that's our episode about mold kills. Oh yeah. Uh, the people can't find you online, but if they want to find me, Jeff JK on Snapchat and Instagram. Uh, Patreon.com slash JeffJK. One dollar a month gets you a bunch of stuff that I'm, like, many weeks behind on posting. I'm, like, getting it out there every once in a while. I'll probably post, uh, a bunch of it. Like, I'll catch up by the time the school year ends, uh, and then I'll make sure to post ahead of time. Like, get ahead of it for when the school year starts again. It's just the school year's a very busy time for me. Yeah. Um... Then you can go to weaponizedlanguage.com to find episodes of this show and my other show, coolmemes.biz slash at Jeff for me on Mastodon, where you can find my thoughts. And that's, that's everything. Our good, our good ending line here. Check your closets. Check your kids' closets. For the love of the gods we don't believe in, eat your food and don't put it somewhere where you'll forget about it. Thank you.